On this Halloween edition on Tragic Rainbows, we'll be talking about ghosts, personal experiences, favorite Halloween movies, and some urban legends. And of course, we have more than that. So stick around, and we'll see you on Halloween. I'm with two people I'm always with. <laughs> Harley and Wally. And they're here. They can't hear you. <laughs> so uh, we're here to share our personal experiences with the unknown. Uh, okay. Yes. So um, I I have one where no, I actually wanted you to sing into the unknown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please sing into the into the unknown. <laughs> yeah, to change the tune. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Now we'll start with Harley because she say hers is the least scary. <laughs> yeah. So okay, Harley. I mean, I personally think it's not that scary. Also, I, in all honesty, these are stories that were told to me later on. So, a bit of a background story. So, my father's side, my late father's side of the family came from uh, an area in Indonesia called Pontianak, Kalimantan, um, which is supposedly where the home of the original Pontianak is from. And the Pontianak is like um, the... <laughs> uh, basically like the the uh the vampire within the Malay Indonesian community. So that's from my father's side. And on my mother's side, she's Boyanese, very strong Boyanese, like with Yami is Boyanese too. <laughs> so yeah. So Boyanese people have uh ties to black magic and sort of. So growing up I've had I've heard many stories and many precautions to take. So that's a bit of a background story. When my mother was younger, she used to talk to the trees a lot. She apparently had imaginary friends um, up until like her ripe age of when she turned, before she got married. And then when I was born, I also apparently had an imaginary friend as well. So back then we lived in a, a more urban area. No, wait, rural area, which is away from away from the city. So it's a little bit more secluded. So I used to speak to someone uh, by the window, and I had a and I had a, supposedly had an imaginary friend, and was told to me repeatedly the house always had a corner that was too cold. That's why um, in the previous episode we say don't sing by the window. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I was a kid. I would, I wouldn't know. So when we finally moved to our current place now, uh, and we've been there for like over twenty years now. When we moved, I cried for several days because apparently I couldn't bring my friend along, and uh, it was a very difficult time for the family as well because we couldn't settle comfortably in a new place until I think what I understood was my dad faced. Uh, a fence around the house. Yeah, so protective. So up until now, if I feel that there's something off, which I think I can feel feel quite well, uh, I just know that something's off. I feel unsafe. All I need to do is just get back home and I'll be fine. Yeah, so that was my experience growing up. I've never actually seen anything. Um, all I have is just having that goosebumpy feeling that either someone's watching me or someone's following me. Basically, that unsafe feeling. So as soon as I feel it, uh, I'll probably just say some prayers just to calm myself down. And then as soon as I get back home, I feel okay. Um, I've had one instance where when I was outside, I was with friends, I ate, and then I was starting to feel unwell. But as soon as I got home, I threw up, and then I was okay. 
So there have been many stories about like if someone was trying to send you bad juju or anything like that, if you're within the protection of your home, um, your body just naturally expels it and then you'll be fine. So that was my one horrid experience. But ever since then, I haven't had really any kind of uh, encounters. Uh, I've never seen anything. So it was pretty worrying, wasn't it? Let's <laughs> come to the rest. So I'm just going to pass it off to someone else with probably a better agenda. <laughs> okay, um, how about Wally? Okay, I think mine is also not as scary. Um, but mine happened about uh, 14 years ago when, <laughs> when um, I just moved into a, a new place uh that we rented um and fun fact it's the place no it's the place where yummy lives right now uh the it's, it's the same uh block the same apartment um just a different floor <laughs> apartment building but just a different floor uh yeah it was on the eighth eighth floor so what no i was in the eighth floor yeah so anyway um it was i think our first night uh, of moving in there so we we had a doorbell we bought our doorbell um but we haven't really fixed um the doorbell yet because you know we were still trying to get used to the place so what happened was um so you imagine the doorbell comes in like two parts right one is the switch and then the other one is the 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 bell the speaker itself so we had both of these the switch which is meant for outside uh, for us to put outside the door um, and the speaker both were inside the house so me and my mom we were sleeping in the room together that time and then I remember when I look at my my uh, phone the it was 3.56am and then the doorbell like rang and then I, I just heard like like ting tong something like that lah. Oh, what you ting tong? I got dung. Oh, okay. So you can dung when I do this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then, because I was half asleep when when that happened, and then my mom, uh, she she the first thing she asked me was, um, where did you uh, place the the switch? Like, is it inside or outside the house? And then I told her, it's inside the house. It's on the table. Uh, it's it's on the table. So. <laughs> who or what actually pressed the switch to ring the doorbell at 3.56am. So we don't know, uh, until today I still don't know who who or what did it, but um, we did speak to one of those like spiritual healers after that. And then um, we were recommended to, to, buy, uh, to buy some green beans, put it in a bowl, and then leave it in, like in the middle of the the living room. So um, it was suspected that um, there's a, like a toyo, which uh, yeah, which is a, this little baby infant ghost in episode two that we covered. Um, yeah, so it could be you know someone who was just sending it to us. So the the, the whole idea of putting the green beans there, send it to you, or sometimes it came with the house because it was empty. Yeah. So and and I mean it was a rented place, so there were other tenants previously. We don't know. So um, the idea is for that. So the toyo was believed to like playing with like toys, uh, keep them busy. So if we wake up the next morning and we see the green beans like in a mess, then we know that something is there. Uh, but Fortunately, you know, when I woke up the next morning, I was a bit scared or worried, to be honest. And then, 
Okay, uh, Hardy just asked what if the toilet likes to clean. So uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, um, but thankfully, when 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 we woke up the next morning, it all the green beans were still in the bowl. Yeah. Or again, maybe like Harley said, maybe the toyo played with it and put it back inside the bowl. We don't know, but <laughs> so um, yeah, so that that's weird that happened, and there's no explanation to this. But I think we just left the bowl of green beans there for a few days. I think I had a few friends coming over and asking me why do I have a bowl of green beans in the middle of the house? Did you happen to see it at that time? Okay, so I didn't invite you guys over. So this is like another group of friends. <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> So yeah, so that's the, the mysterious like three fifty six a.m. doorbell. Um, I think Harley has something to say about a doorbell also. Oh, okay. So I forgot to mention this earlier, but when my uh late father passed away uh, a couple of years back, um, so traditionally we have the uh, Muslims have this uh belief that when someone passes, they remain with us for the next forty days or so. So basically to like wrap up on any unfinished business before they go off so after my dad passed um like a couple of years back we were holding ceremonies tahlil ceremonies basically in respect for the dead to say prayers to help him move on on one of the days where many people my extended family and all that were in the house the door was open um we heard a doorbell so everyone turned to look at the door, but there was no one at the door. And the button as well as the speaker was in the house. So initially, we all sort of like had a panic like, oh, who pressed the button? Maybe it was an accident, but there wasn't. It was in an isolated location, so it shouldn't have rung. So as a joke, my aunt said, oh, welcome back, late father. Come into the house. We're all here to pay visits to you. And we laughed it off. It's a joke. But after the ceremony had ended and um, we were all on our own, it happened several times again. So as a precaution, uh, we just took it down, removed the batteries, and we never heard it again. So up until now, we don't have doorbells. <laughs> So I see. Everyone knocks traditionally and, and, and says uh, and says a greeting. But because of that incident, we sort of just like and it happened like because it happened like two three times and with many people around, so it was a little bit uh, disconcerting because the rest of the family they're all girls, so we stopped having doorbells. A good reason to not have doorbells. <laughs> um, I think uh, people who are skeptics are gonna say it's just uh, you know uh, electrical. Thing, yeah. So yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that um, I, I was thinking of. I mean, I'm not a science person, but I thought it could it be the wiring. But I mean, if it happens to Shah, if it happens to Harley as well, means it's not just a science thing. It's not just a wiring thing. But you know, like they say, if um you know these spirits are around, they usually meddle with um the electricity thing, the static that they give. Sometimes it, yeah, that's why sometimes like flickers, yeah, the effects, uh, the effects, blah. It affects electronic items because after all, um, there has been some scientific research on this about like uh ectoplasmic or basically some static interferences. <laughs> yeah, so it could just be something more electronical than anything because the the doorbell that we had was wireless. Yeah, so to us it was just a precaution <laughs> so it may or may not have been anything and it could also be again like because we were very heightened during that time it was a very difficult time right so maybe we may have just been overthinking things as well so again there wasn't any visual uh, appearance or encounter so to us we just brush it off as a one 
two, three off <laughs> incident, and then yeah, it never happened again. Okay. Since you guys started with tales from your own home, um, I used to live in a mansion it, um, a couple of years back, more than ten years ago. Um, and I, of course, my my room was on the second floor. Uh, we live on the ground floor, so yeah, technically my living room, uh, my sorry, my bedroom was on the second floor, and it's like it's weird because um, from the ground floor, there's no pathway or anything to my room. It was just a window out. Um, yeah, and but there was one night where I was using the computer till quite late at night and there were knockings on the window like somebody like clearly knocked on the window and then I'm like okay nope <laughs> I'm like I'm going to bed <laughs> like yeah that was one incident another incident I was also up late again I'm a night owl okay so I'm always up late and then so um what what freaking freaking no it's probably just a light flickering okay so another incident is that um, I was up late at night. Also, it was already like we hours. Yeah, we are always up late at night. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then I wa- I had my um, headphones on. I always have headphones on. It was a PC, so I was at the computer desk, and then I heard a, and then I was like, uh, I think something creepy. Like, just breathe into my ear. But I wasn't so sure of this. So, I just, like, turned the volume down. Because I thought it was just, like, static or whatever. Um, and then, it got louder. And it just went... <sighs> into my ear. And I'm like, nope! <laughs> uh, yeah, and I went a bit again. So, um, that was another one of, like... Uh, at my mansionette. The other one, after I moved out of the mansionette... To the apartment building that Wally used to stay... Um... I was just lying in bed, in the middle of my bed, my queen-size bed, and then somebody called me by my name that my family member calls from my left ear, like a surround sound, from my left ear, like, going around me to my right ear, and kept on repeating my name. If you could see Wally's face right now, he is... Eyes wide. (laughs) Eyes wide open and just silently screaming inside. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, but they say usually it's the jinn that will call you by the name that your family gives you to pretend that it's somebody you know. Yeah, so that's how they they scare you. Um, what else happened to me? Okay, besides my house, um, another thing is I was in school, polytechnic. Uh, we usually I was in theater, so we always have like rehearsals still late at night. Sometimes the gate is already closed, and we're still inside trying to like wrap up. So um, we were doing one of the late runs. Somebody's trying to eat. <laughs> Crackling. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was. I think it was like close to ten o'clock, and they were already wrapping up. But I really needed to pee like really badly so the toilet that was attached to the dance studio that we were using um it also had a like a dressing room sort of and it's a the dressing room has only one entrance and one exit like you exit the same way where you enter and it has full length uh, mirrors throughout uh, like one particular wall um so i was about to exit from the toilet actually because i was drying my hands 
so um, at the corner of my eye, I, I saw like some movement. But by the time I turned, all I saw was just a white sheet that flew across the endings of a white white sheet, white dress, um, like turning the corner. And at that point of time, I wasn't thinking of anything scary or whatever. I was just like, oh, who's that? You know, like because you weren't thinking of these things. So usually you don't really like, oh, it's so cr- scary. Like I should run. But no, I stupidly actually followed it. I went to look at like, oh, what was that? Or who was that? So I followed it. And then I turned into the corner that led into the dressing room, which, like I say, there was only one entrance and one exit. I turned on the lights and there were like nobody in there. And that was when I got scared. I was just like, oh, oh, <laughs> like I better get out of here. And I was the only one in the toilet at that time because everyone was still doing the wrap up. So that was like a scary thing that happened at that polytechnic. Can I just add, I mean, speaking of um, something that went into, like, you know, a, a room, right? Wait, I have, like, ants crawling on me. Yeah, thank you so much. So, um, okay, this one happened, it didn't happen to me, but I'm I'm sort of, like, associated with it. Um, this happened back in my old office, and, um, alright, so, um, because where I used to sit is just right next to our our storeroom okay and the door was like always open but we we turn off the light so uh yeah we can't say that yeah <laughs> so, so um but when okay so the the search is very narrow so they will leave the door open but they will turn off the lights so from um my uh, supervisor's desk actually she could see just a bit of the door the entrance of the door um but and i remember she she was staying late um that night and then she said she saw something that was walking from the store to my desk which was right next to the storeroom yeah, she didn't tell me like the next day or anything. She told me like I think after we moved out from that office, and then I was like, okay, that's it. Like I'm glad like you you chose to tell me now. But if I had known then, then I would not have like stayed back late. But uh, yeah, so that's something to do with doors. Did I talk about doors? Oh, yeah, 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 room. <laughs> I was like, did I talk about doors? Johnny, uh, here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, other, I wouldn't say I've seen other ghosts. Like, the white cloth was my first and only experience with seeing something. Other than that, I've heard things. So, um, like the first episode, I told you guys that I have a so-called third ear instead of a third eye where I can hear these things more. Like my first story about hearing this thing calling me or like breathing into my ear and stuff like that and the knockings and everything. Um, so, I personally know a medium. <laughs> Not <laughs> I, I know a medium who um, sometimes I would be around the um the the spiritual healing process so there was this girl who was um being inhabited by multiple spirits at one time so um because she she was like i i don't know how to say it in english but lemah semangat she had weak faith not really weak faith i mean she prays and stuff but not really timid also no like even though you pray it's often like 
spiritually inside if your faith yeah is not strong, strong spiritually spiritually, yeah, yeah, spiritually yeah. Yes, yes, yes yes so if you're not strong when issues like this happen you're easily more susceptible to getting possessed or taken over yeah so um yeah that's what i meant <laughs> Um, so she had a lot uh, multiple spirits yeah, in her inhabiting her um, and these spirits actually caused her to eat more than what she usually eats because it's not actually her eating she would eat like she could finish like two plates of rice and it's like a mountain rice you know it's not just one portion it's like a mountain of rice and then she would finish it and she would get uh, she would get hungry like in the next hour that kind of thing yeah and then um she would also keep hearing voices. Yeah, and then um, when the medium was actually um, trying to help her get rid of all these spirits, I was there and I thought I was hearing things. You know, I was just like, oh, I heard something. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just imagining it. And then she started to look um, like scared. So I turned to her and I'm like, did you hear that too? And she's like, yes, it's that thing outside like calling me. And I'm just like, Okay, so I wasn't hearing thing. Like, I heard that thing call her as well. So, I'm just like... I keep using the word like. It's not like it is. <laughs> so, the thing called out to her. And it made her scared. And it only reinforces the... My third year thing. Like, I could... Re- like, again. <laughs> I could hear it. Um, I don't think I had any other hearing incidences. But... I also see things. Uh, I mean, see like shadows, not really like clear-cut things. See shadows um, and I'm susceptible to these things because um, another... Oh, 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 oh. Um, it's, not, it's not like... How do you say it? I, I don't know how do you say it, but people um, say that if you're about to get married, then you have sweet blood. Dara manis. So these things would be attracted to you. And then, um, like they'll try, they'll try to take you before you're actually legally like married, bounded by like to uh, by uh, not by someone legally bonded to someone like by marriage. So they're gonna try and like have you before then. So I was uh, following my mother to the market near our house, and then there's this um coffee shop that's usually bustling. With like people and everything. But because we went there like after midnight, um, I can't remember what my mom was trying to buy, but it was like last minute shopping before the wedding itself. And then she just told me like, oh, you don't have to go in, like uh, just wait for me outside. So I was waiting outside and it's just next to this coffee shop. And when I turned to look at the like empty space that was the coffee shop, it was dark. But in the middle of that darkness, there was this Chinese man, Apit, this Chinese man in a singlet with like melting face staring at me and like giving me a lopsided smile thingy. I was just like, crap. <laughs> yeah, so I quickly like turned back and like told my mom like, I think I'm being followed. And then we quickly went back to, we went back to the car and then um like, the medium was there to like, confirm that there was something following me and it's because of my so-called sweet blood that this thing is attracted to me right now we heard that that old man is it's not a real old man it's not a real old man and it's not a figment of my imagination as well so he he's actually there no 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 he's not like physically there he's of another realm but, but only you could see it 
Yes, it. But, but that coffee shop that you mentioned, was it really closed at that time? or? Yes. Okay. There was no lights on, whatever. The, the chairs were on the table. This was at night? Or daytime or what was it? At night. After midnight. After midnight, okay. Okay, it's near Prime. <laughs> you know that, that coffee that shop? That coffee shop? Yeah. That's always hustling and bustling with people. And then, yeah. It, it just this api in the middle with a singlet and shorts with a melted face with a lopsided smile looking at me. Traditionally, it seems like women are more susceptible to getting followed or preyed upon. Like in this instance, the example she gave was when just be, just before she got married, so her blood is considered sweet. For women who also are going through their periods or pregnancy they're also susceptible because for periods it means that you are dirty so they tend to be attracted to you because they're after your blood and then for women who are pregnant it's because they want to inhabit the child inside of you so it's a it's another way of getting reborn yeah so they are interested in or eat the child or eat the child yes either one so depending on whatever how do they eat it don't ask don't ask we also don't know Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other experiences? I mean, I do have a lot from the medium story. But it's not personally mine. So I think, okay, maybe just at one point um, when uh, Yami shared about the, the voice or calling out to her, right? I think it has also happened several times to maybe maybe mothers you know at home in the daytime and then suddenly they hear they thought they, they hear like their children coming back you know and then they said like assalamualaikum at the door and then they were like oh but then when you go actually there's no one so I mean this uh, like my mom personally has told me sometimes she she, she thought that did you say this I'm like no I was not home but she, yeah but she said that she, she heard like something like that in the house so I mean I, I hear these things not just from my mother but from other people as well so speaking of mothers uh, yes, sorry my, I'm just I just wanted to add that my family doesn't have that problem because my mom is hard of hearing so, <laughs> so sometimes even when I call her she can't hear so I actually have to go up to her face and like hi <laughs> so we never have these kind of like misconceptions or misheard stuff so fortunately for us that's never happened so, um, speaking of mothers, I'll tell on behalf of my mother because um, this incident made her put on a nightlight. So, um, my dad has the habit of watching all these videos that Wally spoke about on a previous episode um, about um, people doing spiritual healing and like, people you know... Encounters, people's like ghost encounters, finding ghosts, yeah, ghost hunting... Yeah, so, um, and he likes to listen to a local um, ex-DJ who would talk about um, ghost stories. His name is Casey. You can check him out also, Malam Seram, on Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts. He's on YouTube as well. Oh yeah, he's on YouTube as well if you want some visuals. Um, So, some of his stories can get quite scary sometimes. So, my dad has... uh, the habit of watching every night of these things and sometimes he watches from day to night because he's just interested in these things and because of that my mom actually suffered from the uh, like the consequences of it because of the daily stories and like daily reminders of these things she was actually followed by like a male spirit 
there was one night where when she said she was sleeping and she felt someone got on the bed like next to her and when she opened her eyes she saw like a male face in front of her and when she screamed it disappeared yeah um, and another thing is that uh, when she was asleep someone actually kissed her cheek yeah I mean it, it sounds funny yeah but imagine being in that room alone and also just so just so you know my dad works night shifts so she's usually alone and because of that she got a night light like when the face appeared she actually knocked on my door and she was like crying and she was like I saw a man sleeping just next to me like facing me yeah so it was definitely terrible but, but was she awakened by that man so she woke up and see the man or yeah because she felt someone get on the bed and she thought that it might be like my dad coming home or something so when he, she opened her eyes she just saw a man's face like lying like in front of her yeah i mean my mom is susceptible to seeing she's more prone to visual things i can hear things so way to go family <laughs> and my second sister she is of the weak heart <laughs> and she she has it like worse like if there's anything around her it will get her <laughs> and she'll fall sick yeah so i think that wraps up our personal experiences i mean if i want to talk about other experiences from other people we'll never finish this podcast so thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time